Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Michael, Michael Reed, Reed on, on LMFM. Let's uh, talk uh, about uh, the visit uh, to Stormont with uh, Jim Wells, a DUP MLA for South Down. A very good morning to you, Jim Wells, and uh, thanks uh, for joining us here on the programme this morning. Uh, are you disappointed that the Prime Minister stayed uh, in Belfast and uh, had a relatively short visit and uh, didn't make his way uh, to Down or the border for that matter? Uh, first of all, I think, Mike, you meant to say the four nations of the United Kingdom in your introduction. Um, I mean, Boris Johnson has making whistle-stop tours to each part of the UK. Um, some of them is, he isn't even spending an overnight stay. So, therefore, I, I don't think there's anything to be read into the fact that he, he, he was over here for such a short period. He did have a, a working dinner with the leadership of the DUP. And, of course, we have very close contacts with the Conservative Party as a result of our conference and supply agreement. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't read anything into it. And I suspect this will be one of many visits that our Prime Minister will make to this part of the United Kingdom. Was it a missed opportunity? No, I don't think so, because Boris Johnson has only been in post just over a week, mm. uh, and this regular contact, obviously, between ourselves and the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland and, and with party whips uh, at Westminster. So it's part of an ongoing dialogue, and, uh, you know, he, he set the ground running, but he's an awful lot on his plate, and obviously getting us out of the European Union by the 21st of October is his absolute priority, and... Uh, he has to move very quickly to achieve that. I think it's down now to something like 90 days. Mm. Do you think it actually is a priority? Getting out of Europe? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there's no, there's no question about it. Boris Johnson's made it absolutely clear. Mm. That, and he's put his political career on this. If we're mm. not out by the 21st of October, he realised that there's going to be a huge credibility gap between him and the public. So he's absolutely determined. Now, he's still maintaining, as we all do, mm. that we want a deal. Everybody wants a deal. Yeah. It's madness, I think, to leave without a deal. But at the end of the day, if it's a choice between no deal and staying in, then there's no deal. Mm. Uh, is he willing to go to war for it? Well, I think that's putting it <laughs> a wee bit far. I mean, we're, we're still hopefully we'll maintain... Well, very good I don't think it is well, uh, going too far at all. Uh, 344 million out of uh, this uh, 2 billion fund is uh, to go towards 500 border troops on top of 500 border troops already pledged. Yes, but border troops generally don't go to war. They ensure that customs regulations are followed and there's no illegal immigration. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into that. I mean, we, we want to maintain very good relationships with all the nations. Do you not remember when there used to be border troops? Oh yes, but that was because of um, 
civil unrest and because of the IRA military campaign. Mm. This, this is this is to deal with trade. And I'm old enough, Mike, you're not, but I'm old enough to remember when there was a border on the island of Ireland. Oh, no, like, uh, yeah. I, 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 I know that uh, there were a lot of people hurt, wounded and killed. Uh, 6,163 members of uh, the British forces uh, were wounded. At least 763 were killed. There are the official figures. Uh, yeah. Other figures would suggest that that is much higher, that at least 852 troops died as a result of the troubles in Northern Ireland and that that figure could exceed 1,000 in actual fact. And that was the vast majority of those atrocities were committed by the provisional IRA. Well, perhaps so, but there's many people on this island now who would say that if British troops tried to stop people's movement on the island, that they'll be sent home in a box. Do you not expect that there'll be more troubles? Mike... The people of the United Kingdom have made a democratic decision. We cannot be threatened or bullied into ignoring that decision. These these troops and these officials will be there to ensure the, the smooth implementation of the border checks that are required. And you don't think somebody go- is going to want to kill them? Well, that that is a highly regrettable that people even threaten that. Okay, so 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 you believe that that will be how some people will react. So uh, it's okay. not laughable to suggest that uh, exiting without a, a deal is in effect bringing the United Kingdom, bringing Northern Ireland, and undoubtedly the Republic into a war situation. I think I think that's gross exaggeration, Mike. There might be a few dissidents who might try and. Uh, cause some disruption. But at the end of the day, we're talking about 17.4 million UK citizens have made a decision, and we're not going to be bullied or threatened into reversing that decision. And we will take whatever steps are necessary to implement it. But I, the point I was trying to make, Mike, you're not old enough to remember a time when there was a border in Northern Ireland, the Republic, before we both joined the European Union. I am. And I can tell you that life continued on perfectly happily with a border. I remember being checked both at road checkpoints and indeed crossing Carlingford Lock on a boat, I remember being checked. And the two countries coexisted quite happily and the economies of both grew significantly. Mm. So the fact there's a border, while symbolically it might be important, we we will adjust that and we will move on as two foreign jurisdictions. Yeah, that was around the time that Arthur Morgan was uh, crossing uh, Carlingford Lock, wasn't it? In a fishing boat, in a a small little boat, and uh, he was discovered to have guns on board or something like that. Yes, the, 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 the lamented Arthur Morgan. I, mm. I do miss my opportunities to be interviewed with him. Um, yes, uh, that was happening. But the, the, you were talking about the economic situation here. The two countries coexisted quite happily, mm. and the, both economies grew very significantly up to the point when we joined the European Union. So, I mean, this is not right. Well, I don't think, had this before. I, I, I don't know. I think you have uh, funny coloured glasses on, never mind rose-tainted glasses on. Uh, I think uh, the trouble started in the 60s, did they not? 60 yeah. Like almost 50 years ago, almost to the day. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, you remember well enough like. what we've lived through, uh, and by putting uh, an additional thousand British troops on the border between Northern Ireland and the Republic, uh, the response is almost inevitable. The response is that there may be those small number of people who wish to uh, to try and disrupt that. Yeah. But that is a price worth paying for the implementation of a democratic decision taken by the people of the United Kingdom. Um, Will you be able to look uh, the mother of a 22-year-old British soldier in the eye when she buries her son in Manchester? I think, Mike, 
first of all, it's irresponsible what you're saying. It's not it's irresponsible. Right. I mean, you're telling me that you remember the Troubles. That was the reality of the Troubles. Yes, but also I remember before the Troubles, when we had a border with the Irish Republic and life continued on with very little difficulty. And I think, I think some of what you're saying is hyping it beyond anything that's sensible. At the end of the day, we're a democratic society. We've taken a democratic decision. Are you telling me that the threat of violence from dissidents should stop us from implementing that decision? Anyway, do you, do you believe that Boris Johnson will leave uh, on the 31st of October? He's not going to get the deal that he, he's talking about without a backstop. So do you believe that he, he will leave without a deal? Mike, you, you and I have been, been in, we interviewed each other <laughs> for many, many years. And for the first time mm. ever, I'm going to say I don't know. Mm. I honestly do not know. I have thought well, I'm pretty week, sure he won't. Uh, he says there's a very little chance of leaving without a deal. Mm. That's his own personal Aye, comment, but, and he but, said but, he wants a deal. But, but so, who is he talking to? He's talking to Nigel Farage's supporters. Yes, because obviously they're now a very strong political force within the United Kingdom. And I, he obviously has put it down on the table that he's leaving on the 21st of October. Now, you ask me, can I see the mechanism for that happening? I don't. I'll be honest with you, because there's an inbuilt majority at Westminster to oppose mm. that. And I mean, so even if, even if you know he got to the stage of of the thirtieth mm. of October, it could be blocked by Westminster. Absolutely. Uh, and what is his option then? That's the million dollar question. Well, that's I when think. he goes to the people, isn't yeah. it? Uh, I, I mean, at the moment he's uh, looking at having a majority of one. That's uh, the expected outcome of uh, the by election right. today. I, yeah, I think you're right yeah. on that one. Yeah. I think he'd be down to one. I think his option then is to call a general election on who rules Britain, um, based on, you know, vote for me to give me a majority. And, to that's, me the, of and that's the moment when he sells the DUP out. Well, we're not silly, Mike. We'll be watching the situation very carefully to see mm-hmm. what happens. But, you know, the reality is he may still need the DUP to give him consistency in the new parliament. I don't know. I mean, if I did know, I'd have Saturday night's lottery numbers and it would be well, a way to Bermuda. When he when he sells the DUP out, uh, I mean, if he has the numbers, he'll gladly sell the DUP out so that he can deliver Brexit, and he'll deliver Brexit with a backstop for Northern Ireland only. Well, to be fair to him now, he has made it absolutely clear in every statement since his election as Prime Minister that the backstop is dead. Now, if he does that, he's going to have to go back hmm. on so many... Well, he'll say be- that the, 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 the backstop, the UK-wide backstop is dead, and the compromise here is a backstop for Northern Ireland, which makes common well, sense because well, no. it's on the same island and so on. And you can hear the rhetoric. I mean, this is a man who's been absolutely clear about a million and one things and has changed his mind over the years. Well, first of all, can I say he, he has always stated that the, the Northern Ireland backstop is dead in the water. Secondly, he's also made a commitment that the British, the UK authorities, will have no border checkpoints in the United Kingdom. So if checkpoints are going to be put up, they're not going to be put up by the British, they'll be put up by the Irish. Mm. And I think he's made a very clear commitment that he is not going to disrupt trade. Sure, does, he, does, he know, does, he, does he even know where the border is? He, he, he didn't take the time to visit it yesterday. He didn't meet with any business groups. He didn't meet any, with any farming groups. He met with some politicians and sat down and tried to shore up the support of the DUP for an election campaign that he's engaged on. I get the impression you're not a Boris Johnson fan, Mike. What I would say is, is that 
Um, he has been to Northern Ireland many times before in various capacities. So therefore, I think he has a better knowledge, certainly a better knowledge of Northern Ireland than Karen Brady, the former Secretary of State for Northern Ireland. Bradley, yeah. And he's, he is certainly behind the scenes. Uh, we are talking to him very carefully about what's going on. And we believe that the backstop in its entirety will not be part of Conservative Party policy. So we, 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 you can only trust the PM and Mm -hmm. what he's saying, post publicly and privately. But let's make it very clear, Mike, the backstop is the only section of a 664-page deal Mm -hmm. that's unacceptable. The rest of that deal is fine. And what I keep saying is, why do you not park the whole issue as a backstop and reach the the agreement, which I thought was quite cleverly worded, Mm -hmm. and that covers the vast majority of people's concerns. Well, even if he... (laughs) apologetically tells you that he has no option but to accept a, a backstop for Northern Ireland, he'll be still be saying the same thing. But he'll be in a corner where it's backstop for Northern Ireland or no deal. Uh, and if he can't get the support of Westminster, then there's no Brexit. And then what? Uh, well, that's a very good question. I think we go straight to election. I'll be honest with you. I think no matter what way you look at that, the inevitable outcome of all of this is a UK-wide election. Um, because, as you say, today there's a by-election in, car, in um, Wales today. It's highly likely that's going to cut the government's majority to one. Mm. There are enough dissidents within the Conservative Party that if there was a vote of confidence, you'd be in big difficulty. So I suspect that uh, we're gearing up towards an autumn election to give the, on the basis that give me the majority I need to get this deal through without the without the without the backstop and uh, it may well be he could win that because I think people in the United Kingdom are getting fed up they want clarity and they want out of Europe well so if you leave if you leave without a deal increasingly you're going to see liberal Protestants and liberal unionists starting to ask the questions as to where they feel more at home that's according right, to that, the, that's according yeah, to well, the Taoiseach the, Leo Varadkar said that last Friday yeah, it, it must be true because Mary Malou MacDonald and the Irish Prime Minister are saying it. Mike, these people aren't talking to ordinary Protestants, which I deal with every day in life. The unionist community are not having that discussion whatsoever. They, some of them, and it's a, a small minority, may be pro-Europe, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're in favour of United Ireland. And Mike, the question I'd like to ask your listeners, where are they going to get the €3,000 for every man, woman and child in the Irish Republic every year in perpetuity to support Northern Ireland joining the Irish Republic. Well, Where's that money coming from? There's different views on that as we've debated well, even, previously okay, with well, let's, say, Daly, get, yeah. let's say it's an exaggeration. What are they going to get the 2,000 euros? Okay. That means some houses will be paying 10,000 euros per year for the rest of their lives to sustain Northern Ireland. Where will the enthusiasm in the Irish Republic be for that? Do you think that your party leader was disrespectful to Mr Varadkar yesterday? No, no. I mean, Mr. Radker is, is, is a tougher nut, actually, than I had expected. I got to know him reasonably well because be, both he and I were health ministers together. And I took him to be a quite a quiet, reserved individual. Do you take be. him to be belligerent and intolerant, as Arlene Foster described him? He certainly has become very strident and difficult to work with, much to my surprise, to be honest. And certainly there are times he's saying things up here which are extremely unhelpful to what is a very del- delicate position. And frankly, I reckon having been a unionist politician for 44 years, I'm more in touch with the unionist community than Leo Varadkar. Much more in touch. And frankly, he, what he's saying, said a couple of days ago that, that this is going to alienate moderate unionists, moderate mm. Protestants. That isn't happening. It just isn't happening. Mm. 
but do you think it, it was disrespectful? It certainly wouldn't no. seem very diplomatic or pragmatic of uh, Mrs. Foster uh, to suggest that he was belligerent and intolerant. Well, can I say that's very mild compared to what a lot of DUP backbenchers are saying about Labour out there. Can I tell you, I think Arling has actually hit the nail here as far as people's views. Uh, Labour out must realise that we're coming into perhaps the most crucial mm. 100 days of the relationship between the United Kingdom and the Irish Republic. He needs to be a wee bit more measured in his comments and not try and pour oil on the flames because we need a lot of wisdom. Because I, I, I actually get it from the Irish point of view. I used to be a member of the British Irish Parliamentary Association. I've talked to many TDs, and I actually understand where they're coming from on this. And if I was an Irish TD, I would be worried, and I would be concerned about a no-deal Brexit. And therefore, I think it's important that we work together mm. to get around this issue. If you were a diabetic in Newry, would you be concerned as well? Because you might be able to get the medicine you need. Well, Michael Gove was announced that there will be special measures implemented to make Stockpiling sure. medicines? Well, that will only last so long, won't it? Stock mining to ensure that, that as far as medicines are concerned, it's going to be a seamless process that people will notice no difference. We do have to use these 90 War, days. Wartime measures, for God's sake. Stockpiling medicines, they have best before dates. Yes, but we, these will be until the best before dates. I mean, we, we, we're using our head here. Now, but we're basing this on the prospect of a no-deal Brexit. Hmm. I, I honestly don't see that happening. I'll be honest with you. I think... I cannot see how, under the present arithmetic at Westminster, this mm. is remotely possible. So I think we're, we're, we're back to the table to do, carry out further negotiations on 1%. A, lo- a, lot of, on a, a lot of people starting their holidays today. Are, are, are you expecting to hear from them when they come back from Spain or Portugal or wherever it is uh, that they head off for a couple of weeks in the sun uh, to be complaining about how little they got for their pounds? Well, hang on, Mike, that's not exactly... Well, first of all, a lot of these holidays have been prepaid, and therefore uh, they know what to expect. No, you still have to convert your currency uh, when you're over there to have something to spend. If they're all inclusive, you have to spend very little. Secondly, (laughs) that is is not... That is not the most important issue at the moment. Yes, there's lots of you. We've just finished what's called the 12th fortnight over here, which is the up here, which is the traditional period of holidays in Northern Ireland. People are coming back. They're not complaining. What they're saying is, it's from the unionist community, let's get us out of the European Union as quickly as possible. From the nationalist community, they do have fears. There's no doubt about that. But I believe once we get out of Europe and the economy begins to prosper, those fears will die down. And I would say in 10 years' time, you'll have to eat your words because Northern Ireland will be a much more prosperous place as will be all of the UK once we're removed from the shackles of the European Union and I hope you'll eat your words and say to me Jim, see those years ago, I was wrong I might be the most highly paid uh, journalist in, <laughs> in, in Irish Republic but even I on my fabulous salary was wrong and I'll, I, I'll, I'll be magnanimous and say to you Mike, well You've lost you know, all you credibility now to you know, have claims like that You've your 200,000 yeah. euro salary <laughs> and I will certainly mm. forgive you but I mean the reality is in 10 years time we'll look back and say why didn't we get out sooner Well I'd say there's a, as much hope uh, of the United Kingdom leaving on uh, the 31st of October without with or without a, a deal as there is uh, of me earning 200,000 uh, well, <laughs> we, we have a famous yeah. shock doc- 
jock up here called Stephen Dolan, mm. and he earns 420,000 sterling. Oh yeah, he honestly yeah. trying to tell mm. me that you're not worth half of Stephen yeah. Dolan. Oh, I'm, wor- I'm worth far more than Stephen Nolan, but I didn't exactly. say I'm earning that. <laughs> well, that's a, sca- that's a scandal and needs to be addressed as a matter of priority. Uh, I'll arrange a meeting for you with uh, the man upstairs. Listen, thanks very much for uh, joining us, uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll be back talking in uh, the next couple of weeks before or after the election, as the case may be. Thank you, though, for joining us uh, this morning, as always. Jim Wells, DUP, MLA for Southdown. Michael Reed on LMFM. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.